guys, welcome back to the Moon Milk Podcast, yeah? So, if you missed it, I took the time to read an Andrew Gibson poem. Now, uh, that podcast episode had music on it, so you could only hear it on Spotify to date, if I recall. So, um, listen back, check out Spotify if you missed it. Um, otherwise, you should be able to listen to all of the episodes, you know, that are tied to this uh, podcast RSS feed uh, that I've hooked it up with. And, uh, yeah, uh, so every three episodes again, so every third episode will have music on it. That's sort of going to be the tradition of this podcast, unlike my other community podcast, Hummingbird Blink, Nectar Poetry, yeah? So uh, this podcast episode, I'm not going to be reading, you know, again, you know, primarily just film or cinema movie poems, you know, things like that. But um, just, you know, poems that I come across that, you know, I want to read and take the time to share what stood out to me and my thoughts behind it. Sometimes you'll hear me share memories, childhood tidbits of myself, but I won't be reading any of my work on this podcast at all, uh, not that I intend to or anything like that. I just want to keep reading poetry and uh, sharing my thoughts on it, yeah? So let me grab uh, the next poem that I'm going to read for you guys, yeah? This one is actually going to come from the Instagram poetry community, yeah? And yes, earlier you may have heard me almost drop my phone. That did happen. I am very klutzy, so I do apologize, but... Uh, I have the poem, so again, this one's going to come from Instagram. Occasionally, I will read some Instagram poets or some poets from social media. And uh, yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun to share awesome poetry again and to highlight some really important messages that, you know, um, I feel like a lot of us, you know, we, again, as writers, as human beings in general, we tend to you know, for quite a long time, well, anyway, um, as I've mentioned on past podcast episodes, it's hard for us sometimes to communicate things in in person or out loud sometimes. So I feel like as writers, sometimes it's putting it on paper is a way of, you know, saying it out loud, you know, in, in a way. It's a way to get it out of our heart and onto the page and to share it with others. And as I mentioned keeping things within us, I think it's very detrimental to our our health, uh, mental health, and also to, our, you know, our overall life. It's just, you know, a lot of just cruddy things happen when you, you hold so many things inside of you. They can just sometimes just hit you all at once. And, you know, that totally causes anxiety. It causes uh, stress. It causes pressure on your mind. And it can cause health problems too, you know, things like that can trigger things and lead from one thing to the next. But uh, yeah, Uh, anyways, the poem I'm going to share with you guys, it is by a poet on Instagram, Indy. I apologize for mispronouncing that. That's I-N-D-Y. And the Instagram handle, now remember, Instagram handles are subject to change and sometimes, you know, uh, poets change usernames or update their accounts or go on migrate platforms. So just keep that in mind for any poets that I read off of social media. Again, if you're unable to find an account name or anything like that, it's possible, you know, things change. But um, it's Hurricane Rebecca. I apologize for mispronouncing anything. That's H-U-R-R-I-C-A-N-E-R-E-B-E-C-C-A, yeah? And I'm going to read this uh, right here, yeah? So... It's titled, Tell Them That We're Just Good Friends. The night of the accident, you brought me to your home and carried me to the bathroom. My arms tightened around your neck as you bent slightly to turn the shower on, and you waited for it to get warm before standing me, 
tenderly on wobbly legs and leading me inside. We stood there, with all of our clothes on, under the warm water, and I trembled uncontrollably against you for what seemed like ages. You held me close, and you kissed the top of my head, my fingers, the palms of my hands, my wrist, and when I had finally calmed down enough to pull my head from your chest, I could see that you were crying. You moved across the country the next week, and I still wish I would have told you that I was in love with you before you left. You called to check up on me for a while after that, and you still do from time to time. I can hear it in your voice, you know, and I think to myself after each phone call that we'll always be just a little bit in love with each other. And that thought warms me almost as much as you did that night when you held me for hours until I wasn't shaking anymore. So in regards to this poem, yeah, and yes, I noticed I do have a bizarre accent on this podcast compared to Hummingbird Blink Nectar Poetry. So that happens from time to time. Again, uh, when I read poetry, I just, you know, start to progress into an accent. Uh, it's not really intentional. Sorry if it sounds, you know, if you think, you know, anything. <laughs> anyway, you know, feel free to laugh at my accent. Totally, it's okay. Um, I was researching what causes that, and it's quite interesting. A couple of different things can cause accents, you know, to emerge, you know. Um, so, yeah, just keep that in mind. Anyways, uh so, aside from my weird accent, this poem was absolutely awesome, yeah? Firstly, tell them that we're just good friends, you know? Again, you know, the whole aspect of... It ties back to some of the other poems that I've read, you know, and even the earlier one uh, on episode uh, two. So, you know, secrecy, right? You know, others presume, you know, usually you're just good friends sometimes, but they don't realize, you know, some are actually... Um, there are feelings there or relationships between two individuals right so i really love this poem how it starts off you know the night of the accident you brought me to your home and carried me to the bathroom so the whole event of you know helping someone from an accident being there to support them literally carrying them physically you know uh when they're unable to you know stop shaking essentially and to stop um you know it's very painful right so there are individuals in our life that we come into contact with that, you know, perhaps aside from family that, you know, come into our lives and are there for us in their own ways, um, whether in a physical sense or, you know, from a distant sense. And, you know, what you do for someone in person or what you do for someone, you never really forget, you know, are those bonds and connections you form across your life. And it's, you know, unforgettable. I really love the word choices here, you know, focusing on, you know, waiting for it to get warm before standing eternally on wobbly legs and leading me inside, you know, and trembling uncontrollably against you for what seemed like ages. You held me close and you kissed the top of my head, my fingers, the palms of my hands, my wrists, and when I had finally calmed down enough to pull my head from your chest, I could see that you were crying. So this poem absolutely, you know, it, it tugs on, again, I use this line a lot because it, it's just one of my, you know, phrases, I guess, but it, it's common. You know, it tugs on your heartstrings. It absolutely does because, you know, you're kissing every inch of someone that you love and, and being there for them like a rock, essentially, right? That's saying you're someone's rock. And that's what I get from this poem, you know, highlighting what it's like to have a rock and to to uh, always feel that, that sense of love between two individuals, right, or another individual. There's always that, that love, you know, that's there. But it's there's such a thing called unspoken love, and that is sort of like, you know, you know you love someone, and they perhaps know you love them too, but it's not 
you know, perhaps widely known by others. And it, again, it sort of pertains to secrecy, you know, like a secret love or a love that is, you know, kept personal or private again. That always lingers. It's always there in the back of your mind or in, in not necessarily the back of your mind, but front and center in your heart and in your mind at the same time. You know, it's always there. It's sort of like, it's not like a, a it's not a bad thing at all. It's more so like a, a good splinter, you know, like a good splinter that's always there and you always feel it. And it just, you know, it it bites at you, right? And this poem, you know, it's a sliding poem. So one of those carousels on Insta, yeah? So on the next slide, right, it's, it, as I read, you know, you moved across the country the next week and I still wish I would have told you that I was in love with you before you left. So, yeah, I think a lot of us can relate to the sense, I think, you know, if you've ever been in a relationship or you've ever had feelings for someone or you knew someone who moved away, absolutely there are, you know, it, it's hard when you move, you know, away from others that you love or, you know, lost love or distance can affect, you know, relationships, absolutely, not just romantically. And, you know, it says here, you called to check up on me for a while after that and you still do from time to time. I can hear it in your voice, you know, and I think to myself, after each phone call, that we'll always be just a little bit in love with each other. And that thought warms me almost as much as you did that night when you held me for hours until I wasn't shaking anymore. So, yeah, it's a very beautiful, you know, right, you know, recollecting what happened to that. Again, like a memorable, a memorable night, as I mentioned in the other poem in episode two, right? There's always a night that resonates with someone in their life and a moment that they cherish with their loved one more than all others, perhaps, or maybe there's more than one, of course, but there's usually one moment that stands before all the others that you never forget. For some, that could be a wedding night. For some, that could be a night like this, you know, where someone was there for you in the night, holding you in a sense, you know, and necessarily you don't always have to hold someone physically in a sense. Sometimes others hold us from afar, you know, through their words, through their letters, through messages, uh, through you know, um, and other ways. There are other ways to be there for someone to hold them in a sense without physically being there. Of course, it's more, you know, perhaps, the, you know, physically, if someone's physically with you, it's perhaps a different, you know, different entirely. You know, there's a bit more permanence to that than, let's say, from afar. But, I mean, in permanence in terms of remembering that touch that someone gave you at that moment, but absolutely, someone can touch you without even being there in the same room as you. You know, there's that whole thing, right? Someone's voice can touch you. Someone's heart can touch you from afar. That absolutely, you know, is something that can happen. And uh, yeah, so, you know, checking up on someone, you always have, you know, th there's a, a connection with or feelings for. I think that's really lovely, you know. And, you know, the whole aspect, I can hear it in your voice. It reminds me that there's a song, you know. Um, I'm trying, I think Quinn Lewis had a song, you know, I can hear it in your voice, right? Uh, that song always uh, was memorable to me but there are other songs like that where you can hear the emotion in someone's voice or something else beneath someone's voice or tone or something there now it doesn't necessarily have to mean you know someone's voice is shaky when they talk to you but you can hear perhaps nervousness or you can hear uh, you can tell sometimes you just know right that feeling that someone is holding something in the chest and you know as well you're holding something in your chest but it, it could be love right it could be that love that is there and is uh perhaps always bubbling inside of you right or and and it it surfaces from time to time when you interact with that person whether it be through a check-in or whether it be through a phone call or something of that sense when you ever you know come into contact with that individual that you have feelings for or love you know truly and uh, 
damn, I really love how it ends, you know, when you held me for hours until I wasn't shaking more, you know, almost as much as you did that night when you held me for hours until I wasn't shaking more. So the whole aspect of holding someone for hours and being there to hug them and hold them and to kiss them and to calm them down and, you know, that is, uh, that's very just, that's, that's, I know I use the word beautiful too much, but it's very hard to come up with other words to describe something like that. It's a very, you know, heartfelt moment. And it's very, you could say, if you ever were in an accident or you faced something where you were unable to stand or walk or you're unable to, you know, physically move around as you once used to, when someone's there for you and they come into your life and they sort of perhaps, they serve as your cane or your wings or they serve as a blanket or, you know, or they could serve as a permanent hug there for you, right? Or give you their arms, right? That is really just, that is a, a true heart, you could say, you know, a true someone who just truly loves you, you know, who's there for you and, you know, who ensures that you stop shaking and that, you know, they're there until the shaking stops, you know. Um, a lot of us in life, we all face these shaking moments, you know, shaking moments that shake us up. I have had my fair share, especially the last, you know, since 2019, I'd say, of shaking moments, absolutely, um, from top to bottom. And, and um, yeah, so I absolutely can relate to this poem and in that sense. It's a very... Uh, just a great right, you know, it, it it points a set of eyes on a scene that, you know, it hits your heart and makes you think about, you know, if you've ever been in, again, in an accident or in a, a situation that was quite, you know, gruesome or that had a lot of painful physical effects or affected you mentally and physically, you know, and someone's there for you again and just swoops in and, you know, cares for you, shows that love and compassion and you know, and it ends up being there's a, you know, a love connection there that is, I think, just really awesome, you know. And of course, it's very hard to, you know, the title of this, right, tell them that we're just good friends, right? It, it's a it whole aspect of, you know, more than friends, right? You know, you know, there's something there and that, you know, that more than friends, you know, thing is, is there. It's, it circles around your head because you know, right? You, sometimes you just know. Um, but, you know, when two individuals love each other or have, they have feelings for each other, you just feel that in your in your gut. It's something that never really goes away. And especially very hard to, you know, disregard that feeling because it's so powerful and it's so surging and it can just, you know, sometimes our feelings can overtake us so much and we just feel so much at once for another person, right? So there are things and situations like that. I'm sure you guys, you know, who've... Uh, had those types of feelings can relate to that um or you know a lot of us we've you know as the previous poem i read on the podcast we missed it uh that one by andrea gibson right the whole aspect of the what ifs with someone and you know and or uh hoping that they would come over or something in in a, another sense or come over again you know and that they wouldn't be so far away and things like that right so yeah so, yeah, it's a great write by Hurricane Rebecca Indy. I apologize again if I mispronounce any names. Uh, definitely, you know, give Hurricane Rebecca a follow on Instagram. Uh, remember, do note that Instagram handles, social media uh, can change from time to time. But Hurricane Rebecca has some great pieces of writing. I haven't read all of her writing, uh, but, um, you know, short form poetry and some really um, honest poetry, you know, um, in terms of, 
you know, what it means to to write on the dark light side. And again, you know, raw writing. So I really love seeing raw writers or who just, you know, don't shy away from anything in terms of whether it comes to language, you know, very deep, sensitive, intimate moments and things like that, right? So yeah, check it out. I think there are occasionally photographs on her Kim Rebecca's account and um, some short form and medium form poetry, some longer form poetry. Um, I find it, uh, uh, this line, I'll, I'll share with you guys on her Kim Rebecca. Now, I know some poets have totally said this too from time to time, but um, instead of texting you, I'm writing poetry, right? I, I love that, you know? Um, you could say instead of, you know, texting someone you're writing, you know, poetry could in a sense be a letter to someone. A poem can be, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, a poem can be a text message or deliver something to someone um, without, you know, going into your messaging apps, you know, and doing that. It is a, a form of communication to our feelings, our thoughts, and, and channeling that. It is absolutely. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a letter poem per se. Uh, poetry, you know, on a page, you know, those words, you know. And you can feel, again, so much, again, for some words that, you know, you read in time, you know, whether it be from an author or a poet or, you know, any form of style of writing, we all have those reads that stick with us throughout our life. So um, that's a, you know, great saying, right? You know, instead of texting, I'm writing you poetry. And I feel like, again, I think I mentioned this in the past, I feel like I should have been born at a different time, guys. I feel like that totally, although, you know, I grew up, you know, and diving into the realm of technology and troubleshooting and stuff like that, I've always really loved, like, really old-fashioned movies and, like, time travel movies and stuff like that. I don't know. There's just something about that. Of course, it's cool, the futuristic technology and all of this stuff that's coming out constantly. But I feel like a lot of the things in the past, right, like, I'm still someone who loves seeing poets who leverage typewriters and be traditional in their writing, you know, with uh, handwritten letters and journaling and things like that. I feel like technology has sort of pushed us in the realm of, you know, again, digitizing everything, right? You know, on our phones, on, we have notes apps now, we have all of this, uh, you know, there's now, you know, like digital typewriters, which they're pretty cool, to be honest, but uh, it's it's really, uh, I, I just think it's interesting, you know, if you look at the past and, um, and, and compared to now, you know, how communication has evolved and changed in time it's totally changed again it's totally flipped you know how we approach relationships in time but I love seeing others go to traditional forms of communication you know poems totally you know across time you know and I mentioned this on the hummingbird blink podcast coming up in in an episode right how you know morse code sort of evolved and how communication has really shifted you know, since technology is rapidly changing constantly, you know, what we have available to us as writers and poets and human beings to communicate, it's just, um, it's changed astronomically fast. And it's quite scary technology when you think about it, you know, some things we know, you know, today, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now won't, will cease to exist. Absolutely. That's how fast things can change in the world. And yeah, but a poem will always be uh, you know, whether a poem's written on paper or whether it's, you know, digitally typed out or anything like that, it doesn't necessarily matter. You know, if you if you send, if you have a poem, right, and you have it out there, that is, you know, it, it's transmitted, right? So, yeah, everyone has their preference of writing poetry and things like that. I have, for the most part, the past few years have primarily leveraged, you know, 
um, notes apps and typing on you know word docs and even on on through various apps uh you know to uh, get the post and stuff uh, quite a few poets use canva right and things like that so yeah everyone has their preference but i love seeing poets who take up traditional forms of sharing poetry or have you know love you know even like handwritten letters and handwritten poetry it's just something very beautiful about that i used to be quite good at cursive but i sort of stopped because of some physical you know challenges recently and things like that I, I don't draw as i used to i mostly do digital and visual designs and things like that because of you know things i've gone through but uh yeah so i love seeing traditional the traditional notes and messages like that you know poetry is a, is a text uh, so that that's awesome yeah so think about it this way guys you know the next time you you know, you have something you want to tell someone in a very personal matter or someone you love even, think about maybe writing them a poem and gifting it to them. Um, of course, you know, and you can totally frame that poem. You can gift it up a little bit, wrap it up or something uh, totally besides just like, you know, uh, putting it out in an email, right? You can totally write out, even handwrite it out or something and uh, gift it. Poetry is a great gift to give to others. That's what truly is. It's a beautiful way of communicating your thoughts and feelings and to cherish moments and memories, you know, whether it be in the morning or night or whether it be something that you recovered from or someone helped you recover through. It is, uh, you know, most poets have said it's therapeutic, but and it's enjoyable and it calms them. As from when I come across the community, for me, it helps me. It helps me, in a sense, again, release and express myself. Now, you know, I tend to use quite a bit of metaphors in my writing and things like that and. Of course, you know, if you don't know fully the backstory of some things, you know, if a poet never shares that, you don't fully grasp all the details in metaphorical poetry or, you know, poetry that really dabbles in that in the metaphor side rather than outright saying, you know, this happened on this night, this is what happened, you know, X, Y, and Z, right, outright, back to back, right? And um, yeah, but absolutely do love poetry that is narrative or po points you to a specific moment in time or events that impacted one and, you know, that just stays with them forever, right? Some poetry, some words can be with us like super glue in our mind, in our heart, in our chest, yeah? So uh, it's a beautiful form of art and expression. So yeah, uh, remember to check out any accounts I, I share on the podcast. Sometimes handles change. I can't do much about that. But um, I love to read others' poetry from different communities, different points online, different things I search or come across and share. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember... Every third episode is going to have music. That's going to be the tradition for this podcast. So um, if you see any blank spots on other, you know, feed, RSS feeds or any podcast libraries, that's why. Um, and yeah, uh, so take care and thank you so much for listening. Yeah.